Ace Podcast. You're under the covers with Sasha on WZAB, the voice of Pendleton University. Caller? Hello? I'm right here. Felicia, how can I help you? Well, um, it's kind of embarrassing. Spit it out, Felicia. Well, that's just the problem. I mean, I didn't. Ah, had yourself a little frat boy protein shake, did ya? Sasha, I've been feeling so sick. I mean, I swear, I can feel them swimming inside me. Should I, like, get my stomach pumped or something? Felicia, I think the only thing you need pumped is the air out of your head. First, let me just congratulate you on your choice of sexual activity because, sweetie, the world is not ready for you to reproduce. Second, did you know that uh, ingestion of bodily fluids is a major safe sex no-no? Really? Really. My suggestion is that you just down a couple shots of Pepto, and next time, get away from the volcano before it erupts. Oh, the irony. Blood and Black Rum Podcast presents 90s Slasher Month, Urban Legend. Hey guys, this is Ryan from TheMoonIsDeadWorld.net, here with my co-host Martin. How's it going? And together we make up the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. It's the funnest show on the air. That's right, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. have a lot of fun. Going down memory lane. That's right, because we're starting our 90s Slasher Month. Uh, It's something that we had been wanting to do for a little while now, Um, but we obviously, we put it off because we didn't want to do too many, like, themed months in a row. Or, or themed however long it takes us <laughs> uh, times, like with Death Wish, which... Or Saw. Or Saw, which Saw took us forever. It, don't kid yourself. Saw took forever. That did. It did. You're right. Uh, but our 90s themed, uh, 90s slasher month theme um, is going to be a lot of fun because these are... We picked films from the late 90s because that was kind of like a time period where we were growing up and, and seeing all these slasher films. Um, very nostalgic for us. Like the earlier nineties where we were still, we're still babies then. So yeah. we didn't, re- we don't really have that experience. I mean, obviously we've seen them, uh, now in the future, but at that time they weren't really as meaningful to us as the late nineties pictures. I have very fond memories of going to like your dad's store. Um, especially in, like the later nineties and early two thousands, uh, like video world. Yeah. Uh, that was our local, uh, yeah. VHS v- store. Uh, yeah, rental store, because we didn't have a Blockbuster around here. Nope. It was either Video World or Captain Video. Yep. And um, just going down, like, the horror section, seeing some of the, like, the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Ice Cream Man. Dentist is amazing. Yep. Ice Cream Man. Candy yeah. Man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, a lot of those those VHS covers had a lot of influence on me. Um, And, you know, like, looking back on a lot of, uh, some of them, they... I still like get flashes of like just walking down the the aisles and seeing them and being like, "Ooh, that one looks like a fun movie that I could check out later." <laughs> but yeah, no, that's how I like, remember the Dennis because when I was lo- looking up the list of like IMDb's like list of like '90s uh, slasher films, and the Dennis is on there. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, I remember that. Like, and the ice bo- cream- I remember that like that and the ice cream man. The like, ice cream man sticks perfectly. out too because it's got. Um, Clint Howard on it as the ice cream man holding up like that bloody ice cream cone. It's just it just sticks out, I guess, probably as a kid too. It kind of stuck out to you, yeah. like, what if my local ice cream man did that? Um, they yeah. almost did, remember? <laughs> yeah, yes, they did. That's right. That was a lot later in life, but still, it's, that's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, for our first week for the uh, 
90 slasher month, we're doing Urban Legend, which we kind of talked about it in last week's episode when we were discussing what we were going to do for this month, but... Um, don't uh, worry, we do have it finally nailed down. We do, we do have the schedule nailed down. Um, but Urban Legend was a big movie for me at, um, during that time because it was on all the time on like USA Network, um, and it, like every they were always playing Urban Legend. I, I was saying the beginning of this film, I I feel like I've seen like a hundred times I, because I, I would always catch it at the same time where they're screaming Bloody Mary into the door. The opening scene of being in the car and her like saying like, Turn oh yeah, yes, you know, yeah. I no, you're right because in the early two thousands, you know, like two thousand two, two thousand three, they played, they played that a lot. On Absolutely, TV. and I don't know if you remember, but during Halloween, USA would always have like their Halloween. It, I think it always started like at the beginning of October. They'd always do their Halloween horror movies, um, and it would always be on when I got home from school. So, I, you know, I remember that fondly, and I remember uh, Jeepers Creepers fondly being on at that time, too, and um, a couple other ones, uh, like, I, not I Know What You Did Last Summer, but I Still Know What You Did Last Summer was on, probably because they couldn't actually afford the rights to the original I Know What You Did Last they Summer. They played that a lot on TV, too. I remember. Yeah. I remember. They did, yeah. Um, I don't think it was USA. I think it was more like UPN would play it. Yeah. I, I do know for a fact, though, they used to, like, during the... During the season, that would get just rolled just like all the time. Like, coming up next, Urban Legend. Then after that, I know you do last summer. Then after that, Urban Legend. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, they, we they couldn't have... get the rights to screams. That's that actually happened a lot too, where you would get that sandwich of like we're gonna play this movie and then a different movie and then play that same movie again, and it was kind of like a sandwich of like repeating the same movies over and over again. It's like we're gonna make it look like we have a lot more movies than we actually do. Kind of like how FX did with a uh, DVD and a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah just but, replay the same ones. Over hey, and over hey again. it's just the X Men movies all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, or Spider Man, <laughs> something like that. Um, but no, Urban Legend is a lot of fun for us, um, thinking back on it, maybe not so much fun now watching it again, um, which we will probably get into a lot more, uh, within when we talk about the, the film itself, but I wanted to bring up briefly here at the beginning of the film, cause it kind of blew my mind when we were, uh, looking on IMDb. I didn't realize it, but the director of Urban Legends is Jamie Blanks and he is also the director of The Long Weekend. Remake, which is amazing, because we just did Long Weekend, but it was the original Long Weekend, but we, these kinds of things always happen to us by accident, (laughs) where there's like an accidental tie-in to what we've done before. A little happy coincidence. It's amazing. I don't, I don't even, it just happens, and I love it. It's like the, not even like, um, you know, like, seven, uh, the seven, um, uh, whatchamacallit there, the, uh, Shades of like seven shades of Kevin Bacon or something like that. Oh, um, wow, you totally butchered that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Couldn't think of the word there, but uh, you know, it's like it's like I can't believe how well that kind of tied in, and it it amazed me. Uh, if you don't know, Jamie Blanks also did the uh slasher Valentine from 2001 with David Bournes, so he's well versed in the slasher formula, but. Yeah, I don't think he's really had a good good track record with it, to be honest with you. Because Urban Legend did okay. I think it did well at the time. It made um, seven times its money. Yeah. I mean, 
It was uh, and it did, like a $14 million budget, and I think it made 70 some money. And it did get a pseudo-sequel. I mean, Urban Legend Final Cut is technically a sequel to it, but it is surprising how Urban Legend, doing so well, didn't really get a franchise out of it. And you can tell. They're like... Oh, yeah, they're pushing for it. They're like, pushing like, for a like franchise this, this here. Is, this is going to be it. Absolutely. This, this is going to be the one. It's going to rocket us into... Yeah. into uh, horror movie legacy here. Right next to Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, yeah. Michael Myers, Parka Jacket. <laughs> yeah, par- Parka Person. Uh, you know, I actually no, I could see more if they if they were going for a franchise, go the Halloween three route by going different each time, things. and that's kind of what they did with it. they did that with Urban Legend Final Cut because I and, never saw that, it never bothered, and I. I think probably what happened there was that no one no one gave a shit about that one, <laughs> and so they it kind of ended there. It had been five years, and people were like, "Well, why was this popular again?" Yeah, I mean, the idea is really cool of taking urban legends, um, traditional ones in this case, and then sort of I think or I can't really remember. I've seen Urban Legend Final Cut quite a bit, but I can't remember exactly the plot line for it because it's been so long. But I think that one took a little bit more. Um, Less well-known ones, uh, whereas in Urban Legend, this some of them are pretty generic. Um, I don't know, but I th- I feel like we'll get into this a little bit later. But I feel like Urban Legends are almost too generic in the sense that like it goes really simple. It's very it simplifies that when you would think that to really get the film's theme across, they would want to go big. They would want to go like let's take a really intricate Urban Legend and make it. Because that's kind of what sells. Um, you you need something to differentiate. In, in, in Urban Legend, I don't really think that it differentiates itself very much from those other slasher films of the 90s, like Scream, it's like very, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Very much a, I think, a Scream ripoff. Absolutely. It's, it's totally a ripoff. I mean, they even do that sort of in the film itself. We can talk about all this a little bit later when we get into into the depth, but but I'm not going to blame him for trying to be a ripoff. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, you go the, where the money yeah. is. <laughs> you go where the money is, and and that's that's what they did. And I think, like you said, making seven times its um its uh money value back. really is impressive and showed that that's where it was at. That is what everybody wanted. They wanted to see, in this case, college kids slaughtered in their checkered pants and <laughs> while listening to their generic WZBA radio stations. Dawson's Creek playing. Yep, exactly. It's a, It was a good combination, we'll say that. All this movie was missing to be like the most 90s film ever was Parker Posey and James Vanderbeek. Absolutely. So, to be like the perfect like late 90s like thing. Yeah. It's like... Well, I think they went with the next best thing with Joshua Jackson. They couldn't get James Vanderbeek. He was too busy doing varsity blues. God, what a great movie. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> they had to go Joshua Jackson. Hey, Joshua, will you bleach your hair? <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> we, we, for some reason, sure we need you I'm, to be the douchebag I'm, I'm sure they didn't even have to... I mean, again, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to ask him. He was like, oh, I was planning on it. <laughs> At that point. He was like, you know what? I was going for the bleached cheetah look. 
But instead, you just want the regular bleach tips. So, because yeah. that was a big thing, I remember that absolutely. Like, I remember there a was few always, people. There in was school. always there was always one boy band, like you know, not one boy band, but one bo- person in a boy band that had that fucking frosted thing. tips and a goatee, or um, whether it's like Lance Bass. Or, yep. And like and like I said though too, at that time, pretty popular was the um, the. Uh, like sort of cheetah, je- like s- spots or whatever you had. Like I think yeah. it was actually more like blocks, like a squares in your hair. You had like the bleach square look of like, well, some of it's like brown and some of it's really bleached, and you just kind of you look like a cheetah. It's like, oh, someone fucked up. No, that's what <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no one fucked up this hair. It's on point. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, they weren't saying that. I know. On point wouldn't been wouldn't been used. Would fly. Or uh, what else was even then? I don't even know. <laughs> it's been so. I I guess I wasn't that hip at that time. Why um, wasn't anyone wearing any some junko jeans in this? Well, they got close. They got close to the goth she, girl. She wasn't wearing. She, they weren't junko jeans, but it was close. You know what would make it even better? Tie the whole 90s ensemble if poor Freddy Krueger wasn't drinking Pepsi throughout the film. He's drinking a Surge. Yeah. Or a Fruitopia. <laughs> Fruitopia, yeah. That would have been great. But those are both Coke products, so I can see why. Yeah, Pepsi had the had the advertising down. <laughs> so they they were stuck with that. And I think this... No, they only actually used Pepsi one time in this film, though. But Pop Rocks... Pop Rocks makes an appearance like a couple times, so I mean that's a kind of a candy staple. Even though you never actually see people actively walking around with like I've got my Pop Rocks in hand, I'm bringing them to the movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be. I want still been around for forever. They're a novelty. You go to any like um, old timey old timey shop, or if you're like at a tourist attraction, they got like a sort of gift store. Pop Rocks are fucking there. They've got like the tourist areas down. My favorite is uh, Charleston shoes, and when they're like, try them frozen. It's oh, like yeah. it's like that's a practical joke, isn't it? <laughs> you break your teeth. <laughs> yeah, eat this Charleston chew <laughs> frozen. What a great idea, <laughs> assholes. Yeah, it amazes me though, like how well Pop Rocks have done. They're around. They're still around. It's probably left. It's probably still leftover from the seventies. Yeah, that's true. Got, they don't ever lot, go out of style. They've just, just, just like been sitting around. Like, oh, we can still sell it. It's like candy corn. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty all, much. It's all made in nineteen thirty-five, and it's just been sitting around. Like, yeah, still got some more candy corn. Just distribute them out again. <laughs> put but you probably gotta open the package and put them in a new package just to <laughs> just to update it. Yeah, yeah update it. But. Make sure it's updated. But yeah, yeah. um. Are we going to forgo, forgo our uh, beer talk this week? Because we don't really have anything new, unfortunately. Well, might as well. We don't We don't have anything. We mm-hmm. failed this time. Yeah, I know you had said, pick up a Dos because, you know, Cinco de Mayo, that was terrible. I apologize <laughs> for that terrible accent. Uh, he, t- <laughs> he took French class. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I apologize for that accent, but uh, I can't grow my R's. It's not hard. I can. I can't oh, do my it. Lord. My tongue doesn't work. There's that no way. R's in Cinco de Mayo. Any Cinco de Mayo. No, I know. I know. I'm just. So saying, like, I also can't <laughs> roll my R's. I can't have. I can't do an accent, and I can't do my R's. 
So uh, any ladies listening out there know my my weakness now. I, <laughs> my tongue just doesn't move like that. That's why I was never like a trumpet player or anything. I was or like I or I was a trumpet player, and then when they told me when I was gonna go to, you know, to actual band to play cornet, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that's why I never played any wind instrument or anything like that. Well, I didn't get like, a choice. I, I wanted to play. I wanted to play drums like everybody put down. Uh-huh. That's and what I did. I, I didn't get it. Got fucking trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our, so we're gonna skip the beer talk this week. We did go to the local brewery again this weekend. Um, right, yep, Stump City, Stump City Brewing, and uh, this time they had the red ale that they don't normally have because our friend drinks it out all the time. He's a bastard. Yeah, but uh, he actually, also he also can't roll his R's. Oh well, good. I'm not the only one then. But no, yeah, actually, the red ale was really good. I I definitely understand why he likes it so much. It's still light and refreshing, but um, I, I enjoyed it quite well, a bit. Well, I just still find it funny because he just uh, he doesn't like beers. Yeah, so red ale for uh, him is yeah, kind of strange. Well, I always said that'd be a style he kind of liked because he, he's always like, oh, I like darker beers, you know, like stouts, but you know, yeah, he doesn't. It's not like he has a palate that's like no. discerned from this. He has a he's a baby. He has a fucking founder's breakfast stout, one of you know best stouts in the world. It's been sitting in his fridge for like five years. He's like, I mean, he's like, I'm gonna use it for stew one day. You know what I? <laughs> you know what I think um, happened with him is he just didn't power through it like the first time he had a beer he was like oh, that's kind of gross and yeah no power no, through it that's what people don't get it's like when like people hand you hand you your first beer it's like a fucking keystone light yeah you're not gonna like it you nobody power through it nobody fucking drinks keystone light because they like the taste by that point if you're like 25 and you're still drinking keystone light it's because you have a problem <laughs> yeah but i mean no i think that's his problem is that you he just, never powered through it and actually was like Drinking it so much, he's like, you know what? I actually like it now. It's like the same thing with cigarettes. I imagine anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious because it's yeah. like the, uh, people who like, smoke. Don't no condone it. No one's like <laughs> though when they smoke though, like for the first couple of times. Yeah, like I love that. Or the same thing with like weed or anything like that. Yeah. So it's. it's no, I agree. You, I, I mean, I w- I'm I not even even if you were given like like good like I'm not saying like if you drink light. I'm not saying if you drink cheap shitty beer, it's bad. I, I drink. You know, I yeah, drink the, you, you know, do. you yeah, do absolutely. too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all about what you're in the mood for. I got Miller Lite sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Love it. Can't, you know, not going to say it's the best beer in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but, I, you know, time and season, it's been refreshing. That's right. But anywho, even if, like, your first time, like, drinking beer, someone's like, here, have a Sam Adams Boston Lager, or, like, here, have this, you know, Imperial Stout. Right. You're probably not going to appreciate it and like no. it. Yeah, you got to power through it. Like I said, that like my first beers, I wasn't really a fan of, and then you power through it, and then I had like, um, uh, like a blueberry ale or something like that, and I was like, hmm, it's actually not too bad. Not not. And then I proceeded to get trashed and watch the Super Bowl. So that's how it works. If if you're unsure about beers, you just keep going until you like them. I wouldn't condone it with cigarette smoking. I mean, I I wouldn't say power through. Until you like smoking, it's probably not a good idea. It's it's a good thing that you don't like it on the first smoke, but... Uh, it's a telltale sign. I probably, right, should, like, I probably like, should stay away from this one. Well, that, and if you live in New York and a pack of smokes being 12 bucks... I think the only thing that you don't really experience that from, and I'm not speaking from experience myself, is like crack or heroin. You're probably going to like it on the first try. Oh, that's it's going to be your best high ever, and then you're... That's, that's the point. <laughs> you're always chasing it. Gotta get the pink dragon. That's right. You're chasing that that first initial amazing high. 
the same thing with sex too. The first time, one minute in, bam, that was amazing. <laughs> Subsequent times, uh, I'll take you to leave it. Sometimes now you're old and it's like that's yeah. right. Now now you're old and you're like, well, I could do that or well, I do have forty <laughs> more hours in The Witcher Three, so I I guess I guess I'll put the time in there. <laughs> I think you are, I think you're not giving The Witcher three enough credit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. You as can, a, you you could play The Witcher three and then watch Geralt have sex. Right, and not saying that's a that it's a bad thing or like I'm saying that's <laughs> the other option. And sometimes you take that instead. Being a different person, or you can do both. That's right, or you can do both. Multitask. Yeah, you can have sex while playing The Witcher three while Geralt is also having sex. Amazing. Inception. Some some people like that. People I'm sure like... there's people who dress up as Geralt and have sex. More power to him. More power to him. It's all about that role playing. Alright, we've effectively wasted the same amount of time we would if we talked about beer. Not talking about beer. Or talking around beer. So, let's get into Urban Legend. Because I am excited to talk about it. There's sometimes when we do the podcast where it's like, we watch the movie... It's a fine movie, but it's hard to find specific things to talk about because you you can only say so many times it was a good movie it was, or it was okay a, yeah or it was an well, okay movie. It's I a, think that's the reason why, with especially with like podcasts and like video reviewers, they either pick good thing mm-hmm. movies to like you know pick this is why it's really like, good movies you got to gush really, about or really shit yeah no one wants to do like yeah I saw I saw um, all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> We we did that though. We did that with cats and dogs, and it was hard. I know, I know. That's that's a, that's a hard episode. If we go back and listen, it's probably not a good episode. Because like, what do you say about? It? I was like, well, Jeff Goldblum was pretty nuts in that. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, it's a movie about cats and they. Uh, Tony McGuire with dogs. Baldwin. It's, yeah, I mean, I can imagine. It's kind of funny. I can imagine when you go if you go back and listen to that. It's not like a t- entirely very very interesting podcast episode to listen to, but you know, it is what it is. Know. You, you know, artists they have their good days and their bad days, and that's that's what Blood and Black <laughs> Run podcast has too. But I think this is going to be a good day because we got Urban Legend to talk about, and um, I guess I'll start off by saying that. What a cast. <laughs> what what a cast. That's right. That's the first thing that you notice because you're getting the credits early on there. And you're like just going down. I was, I was going ape shit with it because uh, first off, Jared Leto pops up and I was like, Jared Leto's in this? He gets top billing too. Top billing. Top billing. This is before Jared Leto's, you know, <laughs> the yeah. Joker. Yeah, that it's, I, I want to say, I don't even know if 30 Seconds to Mars was a thing at that time. Was it a thing? Was 30 Seconds to Mars a thing at that time? I don't think so. I, I don't believe so, because this was 1998, and I don't know, their debut, oh, they formed in 1998, so they formed at the same time, but they didn't release their yeah. debut album until 2002, so I don't really think he was a thing, like a big, big thing at that well, point. Well, what's his like, other credits at this point? Because to be honest with you, I don't really know Jared Leto's work that much. I, I don't either very, very well. I don't know it. But, um, you know, I, I I just don't... It's it's kind of astounding. Oh, he did My So-Called Life, so he was he was in TV show before that. Um, which was pretty popular, My So-Called Life. Um, and a couple other f- films, but nothing really big. So, to me, it's pretty surprising that he did get top billing. If only because... 
And in this kind of slasher film, you generally expect the final girl to get top billing. Well, she doesn't. Right, exactly. Alicia uh, <laughs> Alicia Wick gets secondary billing. And she's more important to the... Absolutely. She she's does, more important. Yeah. And obviously, you are expecting Rebecca Gayhart, um, who plays Brenda, to get, you know, not the top billing. When you think about, well, after you see the film, it's like, well, it makes sense that, you know, she's not going to get, like, a secondary billing or something like that. She gets third, so. But I am very... Do you think, do you think, because I don't think in the movie they had, I can't remember if they had Jerry Lowell in the movie actually billed first, but do you think maybe after now, like, after all these I, years, they maybe, you know, do the old switcheroo to be like, oh, he's more successful. I I don't know. No, I, I do believe that he was billed top, uh, first billing. Because remember, that was like the first thing that popped up, and I was like, Jared Leno's in this? And then I saw Alicia Witt, and I was like, you know what Alicia Witt's in now? Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> so I I really do believe, I think that he was top billed. Um, but, uh, yeah, this this cast is stacked. Because Rebecca Gayhart has been, was in a lot of 90s films. Uh, so she would have been big at that time, too. Jawbreaker being. Yep. Um, One that, a film that I remember... F- greatly from my youth. Absolutely. Um, you've got Joshua Jackson, fresh off Dawson's Creek. That was still airing at the time. I think it was still airing at the time. I don't think that it finished until... 2002? Yeah, something like that. Um, 2003. So, yeah, it was still airing at the time. But, I mean, it was big at the time. Heartthrob. Pacey! Having sex with his teacher! Moody's point! That's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> So that's it's huge. Tara Reed, Tara Reed out of nowhere. Why is, is she before, in this film? This is before American Pie. Yeah. Why is she in this? What film? Well, again? Not so like, really. Yeah. So like, um, she at the time she was in. Um, oh yeah, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. That but probably would have been her first. But she, uh, she's just kind of. And also, Days of Our Lives was uh was one of her recurring roles there. Um, but yeah, this was like kind of the first start of her no- late '90s, early 2000s career. Well, then you know, and then I think about it. No, it does make sense. She probably got just like because again, American Pie, Big Lebowski, and this all came out in '98, so they were all just kind of probably like just random gigs. She just got at the same, you know. I would think so. Her her uh, casting agent was really good at the time. You gotta, gotta give him that. Um, her plastic surgeon, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not only Tara Reed, but Robert Englund makes a guest appearance. It's really, it's really more of a cameo because he doesn't really get that much to do, and you can, you can kind of tell that throughout the film, there's nothing really for him to do, and he's kind of just phoning it in a little he bit. He hates Wes Craven at this point. <laughs> like, damn you for, we could have had something after New Nightmare. Yep. He's kind of, he's kind of phoning it in at this point. And, uh, but what a corduroy! Oh my curtain! He's oh wearing. Oh my, yes, he has a very ill-fitting corduroy jacket that goes down to his knees, and the baggiest pleated pants you ever did see. A five o'clock shadow, like he <laughs> went to the local fucking tavern because they're in New Hampshire, so yes. he's not at a bar. He's gonna be at a tavern, fucking drinking gin and tonic probably all night. I love it. He looks like such a stereotypical, like, professor. Not only that, but he's Professor Wexler. I know, like, uh, That yeah. is, yes, yes. Mm. That is the stereotypicalist professor. Because, yeah, I mean, at that point, definitely you were expecting professors to wear 
corduroy jackets like that. Glasses. That was the yeah, that was yeah. the epitome of like you're a professional. <laughs> you know, that, that, now did that sweater have like the shoulder pad? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The shoulder, the, you, the, the elbow. You couldn't see because like the little elbow patch. You couldn't like, see mm. because it, he he's, was wearing a corduroy jacket. He's but he's working so hard <laughs> with the, under the midnight. Put, protect my elbow <laughs> from uh, any uh, tendonitis <laughs> there. <laughs> while I'm running, while the midnight out oil burns, mm, yes. <laughs> no, I love it. I love, I honestly, if I was going to that college, I would take Professor Wexler's class. I want to learn about urban legends. Why would you go to a college of 3,500 people? <laughs> I did. It's, it's, I I think mine had more than 3,500. I mean, I, I, I feel like I didn't go to like, I, I went to uh, Sun Yasuigo. Mm-hmm. I think that's like thirteen to 15,000. Yeah. I mean, I went to a small school. I know you I did. I mean, but I mean, still, but it's like, well, I, th- you went to like a Massachusetts state school, though. Yeah. So even though it's small, tuition's not bad. Uh, no, it was really cheap. For- I imagine this fucking school. I don't think it was a a cheap school. A New Hampshire like state. You, it's a private institution. No, it so, looks pretty expensive. So I like if I'm like dropping like forty grand, oh, at least nineteen ninety eight. Okay, so maybe like twenty grand a year. Yeah, but it sounds pretty freaky on campus, so maybe that's why people go. They have a sex talk radio, uncensored at 11 and 11 p.m. You can go to, like, fucking Ohio State where there's, like, 70,000 people. True. There's going to be a party everywhere. Like, yay! True. You know. True. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend the money, you might as well go if that's to like, the, If that's, like, what your goal in going to college is, like, drink and go... You might as well drop the, your load in as many things as possible. Go Yeah, go to the school that's, like, the fucking biggest. That way you know, like, you're going to hit, like, at the whole... There's going to be, literally, like, in, like, Syracuse, there's, like, a whole fucking, like, three roads, like, dedicated to, like, frat houses and shit. True. You just make your way down. Yeah, down through. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't get into this one, got into that one, didn't do. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd... Yeah, you're right. Just think of the logistics of Logistics. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, the other thing that's really interesting about this the cast is that it has Danielle Harris in it too, best known for Halloween, Halloween th- uh, f- uh, four and five. Um, and it's surprising because she's a goth. Yeah. You don't, I totally like just seeing her real quick when you see her, like in those, moments, I didn't recognize you her. can't recognize her like from now, what she, she looks like, like now and what she looked like at, you know, in a younger age. She looked like she tried out for the craft, didn't get the role, and then thought, this is my moment to That's show true. Them. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do goth. I can do goth well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised to see that, too, because I definitely didn't remember her in this film. And, and even watching the film, I didn't really put two and two together. It's like, oh, Tosh is Danielle Harris. It just didn't really... Uh, I didn't really catch it. But yes, uh, though she doesn't wear Jinko jeans, she does get a great moment of talking on a goth chat room. It's called Goth for Goth. And oh, so great. It's, yeah, that brings back memories of like going into the AOL chat room. She gets she gets to argue. Well, she doesn't, but um, Alicia Witt, uh, our heroine, uh, Natalie, Natalie, she's like, you know, we both sh- you have to share the same phone line. And it's like, ah, oh, dial up. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a brick of a computer. It a is laptop, yeah. Massive. A massive laptop. We were talking, we were joking because there's no way that now if somebody had that laptop, that would ever be getting on a plane. No way. 
Not only that, I said if I hit you over the head with that thing, you're dead. Yeah. If I hit you over the head today with like a modern lap, but like, oh, check out the window surface with the MacBook Pro, I, you would be like, what the fuck just hit me? <laughs> yeah. And I would be th- out of three hundred dollars. Yeah. Because my shitty little thin laptop decided to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get get muster, you know. It's too bad that that laptop did not get used as a weapon. Would have been smart. It would have been a great thing, to especially have. like when like the they had the ones that had like the handles on top. When you <laughs> yeah, pull, when you yeah, that's you true. Pull. They did have it. It was like just, kind of like yeah. a laptop briefcase. Yeah, you just like grab the top and just you know swing it. Oh, let me gather my files, <laughs> and you literally grab your laptop briefcase, <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> yes, it no, it's it. Uh, we're not making fun. We realize that people really did have these things back in the what 90s. And it, was the, it was the best you had. Was the best well, you people had. are going to say the same thing about our shit. Like, that's uh, true. Like that's true. Fucking iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, yeah. It was stupid. No, but now we got these chips in our head. What we talked about, too, is that this film makes a lot of use of the library. And that's an amazing thing because, like, at that time, going to college, like, you actually had to do some work. You you couldn't just like say okay I got assigned an essay and I waited last minute I waited, yeah. I waited till the night before and be like well I'll just look it up like no you have to go to the library you have to pull the card catalog you 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 have to ask the librarian where this section is you have to go find the book you got to go sit at the little desk with the l- little light that's on there and it's like well, actually my light keeps going out because it's fucking dim in here I can't read. By this light. Then then you had to find the section in your book. You had to actually use an index. Which, I don't know how many people actually use an index anymore. And, and that, like, that alone would be like, well, fuck this paper. Not, not doing it tonight. <laughs> but now people can just go and, you know, you just type it in. I'm looking up this subject. And like, yeah, now you can go to, like, a national database of professional well, journals and find what you're looking for. Like, Done. Yeah. Practically written yeah. for me. Yeah, find four sources. Like, yep, that's yeah. all I need. I can stretch this paper out of three pages. Mm-hmm. My work here. So, no, I, no, that's something we were talking about. It's like, man, no wonder why, you know, people probably didn't go to college. Sure, it was more affordable back then. They're like, I'm not fucking sitting in no library for seven hours burning the midnight oil, you know, when I could be working a job and making money. And no, that's I, absolutely. That, yeah, no, I totally. I totally get that, because... Would you have gone to college if you had to do that? If there was no computers and you were... No, I would have. I mean, even... Yeah. I mean, even... Because so... I, I like book learning, anyway, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, we're nerds. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would have anyway, but no, I can totally, like, like... I just think, like, I just think back to, like, when I was writing my papers, like... Uh, there were very few times I actually had to go to the library. No, absolutely to look up. not. There was only a couple because sometimes like my, they mandatory made it mandatory to use yeah. actual paper sources. Yeah, that was that yeah, was I, the like, one time you'd have to. Oh, like, fuck. For, like, for, like for like like for my upper level class, like all my upper level class, I had to go to like the library and do some like actual research, especially for like my four like my capstones where you had to, in seminars where you had to, you know, I do actual pretty hard research, but in like for your thesis. Like you're like fresh, like your freshman and uh, sophomore year when you're taking your fucking just generic lib arts classes. Yep. You don't have to do like you would have to do that the, even then. Now it's just like yeah, I got a, the textbook and some on the Googles and yeah. I'll just... Now people can't be bothered to Google something for themselves. There's now there's a, like a a meme that's like let me Google that for you because you're an asshole and you had to ask what it was. <laughs> Fucking Google it. People are too lazy to even Google it. I'm actually kind of annoyed when because uh, I just bought uh, not bought but download Google Chrome for the first time. Yeah. Because I was uh, 
big Firefox user, but now I got a new computer and I switched to Chrome. I'm kind of annoyed when I go to Google on Chrome now, and you go to the search bar and type it in Chrome, it goes up to the fucking URL bar. Yes, it does, yeah. Just just keep it in the fucking search bar. You'll get used to it. I know, but it's still just, like, just keep, why are you, like, it's just like, don't change things that work. That works fine, don't, you don't need to do that, that's an unnecessary. You'll get used to that's it. That's just, You'll I'm not used to it. Yeah. All right, so. A little sidetrack. That's that right, that's little. right, you had to pull out all of your complaints there for a second. Just let it out. Let's so, our, the, I guess what? our main point is that Urban Legend is stacked with with a cast. A cast of late 90s, early 2000s uh, popular people. And not only that, they got 90s names for these people. Absolutely. So, we got a Damon. We got a Parker. We got a Dean. We got a Tosh. No, Dean is the Dean is the Dean, the Dean of students. <laughs> He's not fucking Dean. No, his name is not Dean. No, but we do have Damon Parker. We got a Reese, a Tosh, Tosh, a bitchy girl. Yep, and like literally all of these names are not popular anymore. None of them are popular. <laughs> Who? Not many people are named Sasha, except for in The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, no, nobody is named Tosh anymore for a first name. There aren't any Parkers. Everybody hates a Brenda. No, there's no one. No one. You should not be naming your your daughter Brenda at this point because that it has. It just I don't know why, like, but it has bad connotations. It just sounds to like it. a well. It just sounds like a fifties name. Like you're gonna be like, yeah, Billy Joe Sue. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, I just, no one. No, don't name your kid Brenda. Or Damon. I think Damon's the worst. Of- you think that that's the worst offender? Yeah. Damon. Why you got Matt Damon's last name as your first name? You're doing that backwards. No, I love it though because those are the kind, the totally the kinds of things that you would think of when you think of like the late 90s. late nineties yeah. names, especially in movies and TV. Because not it wasn't just it wasn't just popular to take like popular names at the time, like Jason, Jason, Justin. Ju- those were popular names at the time. No, it's not okay to just take those. If you're going to have a cool teen movie, you got to have cool, weird fucking names. Like Pacey. Yeah, like Pacey. <laughs> or Parker. Da- Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Mean, you, could list, you could literally list the whole Dawson's Mo- Creek Most cat. of the ons, like yeah. any that end in like O-N, those are, those are the cool names at the time. So it's, yeah, it, no, it's not okay to just have like the regular names. You got to go... The, you know that these people are really cool just by their name. Their name alone makes they were, them they cool. Were, they were born for greatness. That's, that's right. They were born for it. Um, but we love... So we love the 90s throwback stuff. It's great. It's, it's amazing. a great trip down memory. As I told you, I can't wait in four years when we start seeing people like... <clears throat> Like early '90s rap's gonna come back, not just like gangster rap, but like Will Smith. Like, no, this is a story all about. Like, that's coming back, people. We're gonna slowly get go, ready for we're it. We're gonna go slowly go from the neon '90s, which took the late '80s and blew it up, and then we're gonna go back through like a grunge and then like boy band phase. It's coming, and like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna be telling the young younglings like this. This is my, this is my youth. I remember the '90s better than I remember the 2000s. I can't wait till we get like the permed hairstyles back. Oh my god, Jewel's gonna have a comeback, and people are gonna like, this great. <laughs> this is amazing. I love the yodel acoustic, the Alaskan yodel yes. folk music. All right, so we haven't even really talked about the plot <laughs> at all in this film yet. But 
basically the easy the easy aspect to how to describe it is that a killer keeps reenacting urban legends on this college campus. Now let me say, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. That's a really good it, premise. It is totally a good premise. It's not very well executed, executed though. That's the problem. And I think it's easier to look back on Urban Legend and think like, oh, yeah, I think it was a pretty good movie. In the same way that you kind of look back and you think, I know what you did last summer was a really good movie. I don't even really remember I know what you did last summer that well. I can't say if it was a good movie or not. But watching Urban Legend now, I wouldn't really say it's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's a very good movie. I don't think that it has enough of a... It's it's got a slow pace. It's really it's pretty slow. I would say it's really slow because, like, we just watched Long Weekend. That's a very slow <laughs> pace. But it definitely is a lot slower pace with very sporadic kill moments. There's no which, real which build too. They're very yeah. they're very off screen and shaky cam. And then like when you finally get to like the final act, then they start kind of revealing the yeah the gore. So like. Even, like, what kind of seems like the appeal of a slasher. Like, I'm going to see this bitch get hit with an axe or something like that. Right. You don't really get to see it until, like, the very end. And even then, it's very, very limiting. I think that, what like, what I was talking about before with the urban legends is that you have room to do some really creative things with the urban legend kills. And what really happens in urban legend is that they kind of all boil down to... Um, a killing of some sort with like either an axe or a drowning. There's one, uh, there's one like drowning or there's one hanging. They're not really intricate in that sense. The, the setup is kind of intricate, but once they actually get into the, pay, the kills the, the itself, pay, the payoff yeah, is totally weak. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing there. It's, <laughs> it doesn't help too, that it doesn't really, the, the one killer in this film, it doesn't make sense how it's possible they can get from one place to another in the span of time. And that's not not unnormal for like a slasher film where it's really, there's like a fluidity to the killer's movements where it's like, well, how do they get there to there? That's how Scream works. Yeah, so exactly. Right. They, yeah, there's like the... no rhyme or reason to how that's possible. But I think in this, it's really noticeable, especially in Sasha's kill scene where... The killer was just at a party. And then um, we're shown that Sasha is leaving the party in a car to go to her job at the radio station. Well, now, which may only be like a two-minute drive in the car. It may be. But that's still quite the hike on foot then. Exactly, so, so, if yeah. it's like a, so if it's like a two-minute drive from like across campus, I'm making like a very short... Like, okay, like, and you have to remember, too, that the killer's call was coming from inside the house at yeah. the time when he called... When they called up the... Um, uh, the one guy, um, what's that guy's name? Parker. Is it Parker? Yeah. Um, and, uh, they called him up and he, so they were in the house, but they had to have left probably, probably with the phone, you would assume like if it was a cordless phone or something. So you would expect if they're making that hike, they'd be like, <sighs> this is the one about the lady who finds her dog in the microwave. Because he's hiking up the hill to get to the fucking uh, uh, radio station. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's pretty obvious that there's just no way that that actually could happen. So that's not a big issue. But I think that more so 
is the fact that the kills just aren't really that inventive. There is no payoff to them. In this case of Sasha, what we were talking about, it's there's not really an urban legend at that point. It's just... She gets butchered with an she axe. She gets butchered with an axe. Yeah, there's no real... There's before, nothing there. Before anyone ever even wanted to see Tara Reid get hit multiple times with an axe, it happens early in her career. That's right, yeah. yeah. And you actually no, I lie. You didn't even get to see it. It's all no, screen. No, it's all off screen. You, you just, just kind of get see to see like, the whacking. Just like, mm, yeah, yeah, the self, the, the kind of like non-caring whacking. And then he's like giving uh, Alicia Witt like jazz finger. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Like, yes. Hey. I guess which is your first clue <laughs> to the identity mm. of the killer? Because mm. it seems very playful. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't think that. I just, I wish that the kills were just a little bit more in-depth, a little, went a little bit further. I think some of them are are kind of cool, like when um, Joshua da- Jackson's character Damon dies, he's, I like that. yeah, I mean, he's cool. tied up to a tree, he's hung from the tree, and the whole premise is that if Alicia Wett's character, Natalie, drives away with the car, then that's going to pull him up into the tree and basically snap his neck. This This is early Saw. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little trap there. I mean, that that itself is a pretty cool little scenario. Yeah. Except for the fact that there's probably no way that they would ever be able to pull that off in the time period. But it's it's still cool. And you got to kind of left leave realism to the wayside there. Well, you already left realism to the wayside because after uh, her uh, friend was killed in the opening... Yes. And she's devastated by it. Joshua Jack's like, I'm a really good listener. How about we go out into the woods and we'll talk about it? Yeah. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, bl- blow me. You know? And then she's like, no, no. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Why would he just like, oh, we can't talk about this, you know, uh, you know, this moment here. here. Let's go out to the woods yeah. in my shitty car. And also, you. Yeah, the fresh air will make, you know, this, this. This blow by blow talk that much more impactful. You'll, you know, if if your friend was just recently murdered on campus too, or by campus, you would expect that she'd be very concerned about going anywhere alone. Yeah. So, um, but I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that in this film, the the main final girl, Natalie, isn't. I don't know how likable she is, really. I mean, how much are you really rooting for her? Nobody in this film yeah, is Yeah, not likable. really. I don't really think that <laughs> no, she's no. likable in the sense that you're really rooting for her to overcome this. Because when you do hear the backstory in the, the flashback of why, why that she's being hunted down by this killer, you don't... There's not... I, I There's a little bit of sympathy, but I don't really think that it comes through in the way that the writer intended that you're really supposed to sympathize with her because she was kind of at the, not, not really a part of the manslaughter of killing this uh, young man after they do the gang initiation urban legend, uh, which by the way, stop it. By the way, nobody in thinks fuck one new Hampshire gangs two. Like, oh, just because they, like, drove up and did the, you know, the little headlight game doesn't make, oh, it's gang. They're two fucking rich white kids, you know. Yeah. You know, just joyriding around like assholes and happen to, you know, commit manslaughter in the process. Like, and they had the paper, like, 
some part of gang initiation. What gang? What, what do they? What do they? No, it's no. the fucking st- that part kind of. Yeah, no. that just annoys me because like, I love the flashback though, because that is so nineties flashbacks. Like the, you have to have the like fade the, away, the camera like flashes. The cam- yeah, the camera flashes a different color, the a different huge we're, color. We're not. Me. It's not nineteen ninety nine yet, so we're not at the neon green yet. The Matrix has not come out yet. Alicia Witt has her perm. And then in the in the future her, she has straight her, hair. Her friend uh, Michelle, played by uh, Natasha Gregor Gregson Wagner, which I guess, like I told you, there must be a lot of Natasha Wagners in <laughs> Hollywood. They got their SAG cards, you know? <laughs> so she's had to throw that middle name in there. But anyway, she's got like the ultimate '90s cut to like. Not quite bob haircut because yeah. it goes down like not like a little above the shoulders, but her bangs are super short. Looks like she just got got done going to like a sixpence none the richer concert. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I could totally see that. You got that reference? Well, I did. Yeah. You know that great? Yeah. Oh, I know. That I know. Terrible cover of the Laws Awesome song. I, I love that. Yeah, Kiss. Love- well, Kiss Me is actually a good song, but. Yes, I from, I know, definitely agree she's, that she she's does all look that, like she yeah. just came from. That's probably where she was coming from. A sixpence number. Yeah, exactly. Cost, yeah. And then she was chilling out with the uh, campus radio, going with some oldies. I know. God, think about it. like it's listening to Total Eclipse of the Heart, and even in nineteen ninety eight, it's like that's an oldie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what does it make that now? <laughs> um. By the way, I love to belt that song out in rock band. Why not? I do it anytime I play rock band. I make people listen to me sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> um, I think, like, well, in that in that scene, when they have the flashback, you're not really sympathetic to either of them, because that was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, no, her friend, one, Michelle's definitely, like, like... Like a borderline psychopath. Yeah. Like, like, why would you just continue to do that? Why would you continue to flash your lights like an asshole? Uh, if I if I was that, the kid that ended up getting killed from that, I would have... Let me break some. Uh, yeah, break check the fuck out of them, because you know what? When yeah. I'm driving, I mean, I don't have great eyesight to begin with, so when people are driving, and they got their fucking high beams on, it pisses me off so much. It's like... T- Absolutely. So I can only well, I can only imagine even like with somebody who's got great vision like how you know they feel taking in all that fucking light. But I just don't think that that is a like that scene doesn't paint her in a good light because obviously at the beginning she's laughing about it and there's no real like we don't get to see her being like well hey Michelle maybe you should stop <laughs> maybe you should stop <laughs> being an asshole here. <laughs> For a second, slow down a little bit. Even as a teen, even as a teen, I never thought like, "Hey, let's just you know, drive my lights off." And when somebody flashes me their lights, be like, "Hey, turn your lights on." Yeah, do a fucking Yui, and then follow them with my high beams on until they fucking. No, I, I don't, I don't believe that any teenager would be able to do a Yui in that boat anyway. <laughs> I, I I don't believe, like a quick U turn like like she does in that. I don't like, believe it. Like she's off the Fast and the Furious. Right? No, that's like a professional boat U turn. <laughs> I, I with the cars back then with that <laughs> that specific type of car. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's possible. Um, it's but she's a woman, isn't it? No, it's not because she's a woman. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to do it in a boat like that. Um. I don't know. I just that seems not a very. You make it sound like she was driving a Vista Cruiser. Well, it was pretty. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Pretty big car. I don't know. I think it's pretty big. Pretty ugly. 
All the cars in this film are ugly. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't like Natalie so much in this film. I don't think they did a really good job with her because I think it, for a final girl, you're kind of want to, you, you want to be rooting for her in this case and almost have a motive that seems outlandish to her as a, as a person, but makes sense to the crazy person. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it kind of makes sense. I mean, not to go on a killing spree, committing urban legends everywhere, but for, for Brenda, it makes sense that. She would be a little upset, <laughs> you know, especially when Natalie has never really shown remorse for it until the rest of her friends get murdered. You know what I mean? There's never been that time where it's like, I'm feeling bad today because I killed somebody, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I only got slapped slap with probation. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think that she's a very sympathetic character in that sense. So you're not really rooting for her, really. No. Jared Leto is a very, very very poor man's Ben Affleck in this film. <laughs> and if you've seen early Ben Affleck films like him yeah. in like Goodwill Hunting and yep. you know that like some the films that earned Ma him Razzies. Yeah, Mall Rats. No, not he didn't get Razzies for any of those. I mean it doesn't keep no No, that's it's true. Not, it's no it'd be G leading. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But no, it's not that like like I'm not saying, like, because Ben Affleck's not bad in Goodwill Hunting. It's a no. great film and everyone's great in it. He's great in it, too. Same thing, like, in Mallrats, though he's got a small bit. He's still great fun in it. Even more so in, say, Chasing Amy, where he has a bigger part in it. But even still, Jared Leto in this film is acting like Ben Affleck in those films, but nowhere near the talent level that Ben Affleck had back then. And now, even, and now too, obviously. But I'm, I'm just, so, so that's what he came across to me. He's like, he looks like, he's like, oh, I'm a younger, less talented Ben Affleck in right. this film. He is so wooden, so bland, so bored, so your stereotypical, well, I work for the paper and I, I gotta find out the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't recall any of my newspaper friends covering such hard-hitting news at their local colleges. <laughs> like, there was a murder, uh... Two towns away. No, nope, that didn't get no, the paper. No, 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 <laughs> that, no that the, wasn't something that they wrote about. No, the it Os was more like let's do a senior profile. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. The Oswegonian was like, so here's like an interview with President Deborah F. Stanley about like all the right. fun funds we're getting. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, no hard hitting mm -hmm. facts about multiple murders on campus. No. After that, he's got, you know, like, political things to say. You know, like, I got something to say about this administration that Clinton's running, god damn you know? <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, he's he is not very good in this film at all. He is, he's bad. Yeah. But, that, like, but then again, like, like I said, every, everyone in this film is bad. Yeah, not not really. Al Alicia Witt is, is, again, she's not likable. And one, not only because her background isn't, like, make, like, as well, you know. Yeah. Doesn't make her likable. She's also very fucking wooden. Yeah. And very, like, oh, no. <laughs> Brenda. <laughs> yes, yes. Brenda, yeah. by uh, Rebecca Gayhart, she has no personality until the very end where right, you find yes. out she's the killer. And then when you find out she's the killer, she's fucking, you know... She's become so good at being boring that... She's, she's like, fucking hamming it up totally. Eyes bulging, like, you know... Yeah. And just like, ah! You know. It's, like, the most stereotypical way to portray, like, a crazy person. She, I, she looks like she inspired, like, in Hey Arnold Curly's, like, outbreaks in yeah. this film. Like, like... 
I didn't get to be the guy, the kid to put away the dodgeballs. I'm gonna fucking lock myself in the. You know? <laughs> That's what she's like in this film. She's yeah. just like at the very end, she goes from being wounded and bland in her fucking track suits with her perm, go, goes all of a sudden from just being bland, bland Rebecca to and bland Brenda to I'm gonna kill you and you fly. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty nuts in that, yeah. in that last scene. But it's like over-the-top nuts. It's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> you could take it down a yeah. notch there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, and then and Tara Reid just plays Tara Reid. Just like... Basically, yeah. <laughs> she strokes a mean in, uh, microphone. How, how do you, on a scale of 1 to 10 from watching that, what do you think her hand job would be? I would probably go with like an 8 or 9. It looks pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, it looks pretty delicate. I like how she popped the top off the microphone like she would have to do with a dick. Or is that not everybody's dick? Just, just mine. <laughs> um, maybe te- it looks maybe, pretty good. Maybe give her, give her an eight or, eight or nine for technique, but probably a two for enthusiasm. I would, like, yeah, like, that's probably what I would She won't say. even look you in the eyes. Like, we're going to get this over with. All right. Somewhere, Tara Reid is listening to this. And being is very upset. And She's probably jacking somebody off. I'm hoping that she will want to just prove us wrong. Challenge is yours, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> accept if, it. If you accept this mission. That's right. Um, <laughs> I think what we haven't talked about and I really wanted to talk about is the presence of the same goddamn parka on campus that everyone seems to have. L.L. Bean had a sale that I don't understand <laughs> why everyone in this New Hampshire campus in the in middle springtime, yeah. which it doesn't even look, it's not cold outside because people are like, Tarid is wearing like a spaghetti strap. Well, we're getting, no, because we're getting mixed messages. She's, yeah, no, you're right. She's wearing like summer outfits. Natalie's wearing like fucking turtlenecks tucked I think that's, the- I think that's intentional though, because normally the final girl dresses very, um, like pr- yeah, yeah, prudish, prudish, and yeah. you know you've obviously got Tara Reid who's like, oh, who's putting it out there? I'm doing a Kama Sutra tonight and going through every single move in the book, testing it out. Oh my god, her vagina! <laughs> but I, yeah, you're right though. We are getting mixed messages. Like, how cold is it? I don't think it's Parker cold though. That's my they, argument. One character's sweating, the other character's breathing. You know, like cold, puffs of cold see, air. See the newscast saying that it's going to be very rainy. Says to wear your fucking slicker. It doesn't say wear your <laughs> oh, parka. parka or your like Eskimo outfit. It's not gonna be snowing. It's raining. By the way, that's a word I haven't heard in a year. Nope. Slicker. Nope. 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 That's something your grandma would say. Grab your slicker and your galoshes. That's you know what I mean. That's not something that normally. That's, I, maybe that's a New Hampshire thing. Maybe it's maybe they say or, slicker or, all the time. Or New England thing. Yeah, New England. I don't. Know. I, I don't know. It ain't. That's definitely not I, said in New York. My time in New England, never heard it. Never heard slicker. Oh, you lived in. <laughs> you lived in New York. Yeah, like, basically in New York yeah. light, yes, New England. That's true. But still, but still yes. I, I, I'm not. I like I said. I, that's a word I haven't heard until cr- like. I haven't heard since I was like eight years old. Correct if correct us if we're wrong. I mean, maybe maybe that's a, maybe it's a common, but I, I yeah I don't hear slicker often. And but I know slicker does not equate to parka. <laughs> so no one on this campus should just be running around with parkas all the all the time. There's like six people with the same parka, and it doesn't it doesn't add up. It's like it's like the prevalence of North Face now. Except for the fact that literally everyone has this unisex parka. 
I don't like it. Someone <laughs> wore... The, the thing that bothers me, someone wore a parka to the pool. Why is someone wearing a parka to the pool? I know. In her, in her bathing... Yeah. A hooded parka to the pool. I don't understand it. That was stupid. <laughs> yes, it's stupid. <laughs> oh, we, you know what we didn't talk about? The window between killers thing. Oh, yeah. That ha- happens not once but twice in this film. Age old trope. That's a trope Ta- from the 90s ta- by far. A tale as old as time. <laughs> Stolen from Scream. You got you got the, the window between the TV station. I know what you did last summer, did it too? Yep. And you've now in this one, you've got two. You've got Alicia Witt between window and the pool, which never amount, it doesn't amount to anything, but still there's a, a window between them. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got the radio station with Tara Reed and the killer. And does it make it suspenseful? No. There's nothing suspenseful about that. I don't think that that... I think the Sasha scene, by far, is probably one of the worst scenes in this film. Not only because it goes so easy on... Like, it doesn't even try an urban legend, for one thing. But also because... At that point, they just given up and gone. Yeah, we're, they, we're just gonna go like Michael Myers route. She's gonna slowly walk around with an axe while she, she, Tara reads lipping around. Yes, with her, her and l- she doesn't like go to the like the floor that has an exit. She's on the second floor. She goes to the third floor. Why would you go up? Why would you go to the third floor? What's the point of going there? Well, as I told you, yes, and she goes up to the third floor, and then you see like the killer is starting to walk up to the third floor. It's like, why don't you fake her out? You're gonna the elevator is gonna beat her up there, so just. They know you're going to the third floor. Just hit, like, all right, we're gonna go down to the first floor now, and or like, yeah. or have it in between floors, and then hit like the fire stop. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you're locked in. You're like, hi, you can't get me, bitch, because I'm pretty sure she's not smart enough to be like. Now where's the fire exits to get you know through down into the yeah you know the tunnels for the elevator? Yeah, I agree. That that scene, I think that scene is really is a lazy lazy moment in the film because you do have those kind of intricate scenes like. When Joshua Jackson dies, hang from a tree. It's pretty cool. You have the scene that's set up really well where Tosh is having sex in the once in the first moments when um, Natalie walks into the her room with her roommate. They're having sex together. It says, you know, turn out the light, stop looking at me. Then later on, you have that happen again where the killer's actually murdering Tosh while Natalie walks in the room, doesn't turn on the light. It's a pretty, pretty... Interesting scenario. I mean, it's, it's 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 interesting, but man, she's fucking stupid. I guess. Does yeah. it sound like she's having sex? I think it probably sounds like anal. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just assuming. Well, I'm okay. trying something new tonight. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, uh, well, she's biting a pillow. Like <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I was I was thinking more like BDS. I mean, cause maybe, she, yeah, or maybe because she's goth. So, yeah, you know, yeah, she's gonna exactly. be into kinky shit. So exactly, getting yeah. foot jobs and BDSM. That's, that's, what, that's my. I mean, that's what that. I mean. That's what kind of what I was thinking. But even still, like you kind. Yes. Yes. Even yeah. if you're like don't look. I mean, even if like uh, if even if you walked in like like oh I want to go to bed and you seem you're gonna like probably peek over like give it a little thumbs up. <laughs> See, like, what's going on? Get a, get some tips, pointers, yeah. something like that. Two thrusts to the left and bam to the right. Yeah, yeah, that's her key code. Yes, but I mean, but, I think I mean, that's still creative. I mean, no, no, it's creative. But man, it's just like you, when you wake up, like the next morning, you see it. It's like I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, well, that was a murder. <laughs> that wow. there was a murder. I know. Next to me. I, I even slept through the whole him painting blood on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was quite. Like, I had to have been. I think it was close to her bed too. 
the like it's the, like right across the wall like right yeah. across her bed there so it's probably standing like right above like mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing and tea bag like before like yeah. that was even a thing like i'm gonna do this on oh, v-bag it but, would be a v-bag yes but um yes i don't know what else you got you got anything else what do you think about like the red herrings in this film um you mean like how they kind of make it out to be Paul for a long period of time yeah. or, or the janitor or uh, Robert D. England, you know? Yeah. I, uh, it's pretty common. No, I know it is, but I'm saying like, how do you think, how, do, don't, you, how don't, do you think the whole, I don't think they work very well because I think that it's a huge stretch to even think that professor, professor Wexler would ever be in on it because he's barely in the film at all. So like no one is going to be assuming like, well, it's definitely him. He's not in the film. He he's literally in the film for like two scenes because I think that's all they could get him for. Robert Englund was like, "Yeah, I'll do the I'll do the actual scene in the classroom and then I'll be the dead body for like a couple seconds." And you use that. I I I think that's totally out even if you're watching for the first time. There's no way that you think that it was him. I think with um with Paul that's a a little bit more um believable for to a point until at the party parker brings up the fact that he would have motive to fake or to do all these urban legends so that he could fake a news report about Mm. it Uh, i think up until then it's plausible that it could be paul and you've got jared leto being like the very beautiful um like Adonis type figure, so it would make sense for him to be actually be really crazy, like a you know, like a um a Billy. Like an American psycho sort of thing or something like that. But at the end of the day, I think it's kind of telegraphed that it's gonna be Brenda. A little bit. I think that you if you're paying attention, you have that idea in mind that it's gonna be Brenda. No, I I agree. I just I just wanted to see yeah, because part part of the fun of films like these is you know is finding you know the twist and the reveal, um, figuring out the reveal. Yeah, I think it is a little bit telegraphed because you have Brenda around so much, um, really interested in the backstory of like Alicia's flashback, um, or Natalie's flashback. I'm sorry. I think it's a little bit telegraphed, but I I don't think that it's so overplayed that you would be completely unsurprised when it happens. And I think probably audiences at the time maybe did not realize that it was going to be Brenda. I don't know who, I don't know who they would have thought it was going to be though. The janitor's too, (laughs) the janitor's too like, he uh, just showed up. Yeah. He had to be like, he's there. You know? Um, and like, I don't think that, I think it's hard to figure out at that point towards the end of the film, who it actually would be because it, it can't really be any anybody else besides Brenda. There's, it's, it's either her, it's either her or it's you know Jared Leto. Right, exactly. It's, it's either, either her or or, or it's both. Which yeah. like, the kind of hint towards it, like it, it it's like, like like is this scream? Is there is is it actually two? Exactly. It could it could be both. And um, but I think that the. There's too much riding on Paul being like the good guy, the the one that comes through as the hero, for it to actually be him. So I mean, in a way, I think it's a little bit effective, and it makes sense that Brenda would want vengeance. Um, 
But I don't think that it's necessarily surprising or shocking that that's the killer at the end of the day. So, I don't know. The red herrings are sort of effective, I would say. I guess that's that's my conclusion that I draw. Sort of effective, but not entirely. And I don't think that, like, I think that a lot of audiences now would kind of expect it to not be Paul. Especially now that he's got top billing. True. Yeah, he's got top billing, so it's probably not. But, I don't know. So, out of ten... Urban legends. <laughs> sure, we'll do that. <laughs> ten urban legends. What would you give Urban Legend? Probably a five and a half. Five and a half? I mean, it's... It's slow. It's kind. Of, it's pl- plotting for like an hour and forty minute film. True. Yeah, it is an um, hour and forty minute film, which is kind of long for this type of film. For yeah, so honestly, I, I don't know if it needs that extra ten minutes no, or so. Um, that I don't really find anyone in this film to be enjoyable. I do enjoy Tara Reid just just the fact she's fucking Tara Reid in this film. Yep. And I do. And I do. Even though I think it's over the top and unnecessary. I do kind of enjoy a little bit the campiness of the end of Brenda just being batshit crazy. Like, yeah, that like, campiness like, and also... Like, like, like a 60s Batman villain. Like, that that to me, like, it's bad, but at the same time, it's it's enjoyable. And like, I can I can appreciate and enjoy how bad that is. And the not-so-subtle nods, too. Like, yeah. like the fil- or the, the song is like, turn around. Mm-hmm. That's like a not-subtle, yeah. very not-subtle. The- or the... The Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek theme, theme with playing J- with J- Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Like, none of those things are, like, like moments where true fans would, like, pick them out and oh. be like, oh, wow, you know, no, that was, like, a, a nice little, like, um, little. like, homage to the film. No, it, it's not subtle. Every Most everybody will pick up on those moments and, and be like, oh, huh, you know, kind of get a little laugh like, out of it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, yeah like, a, like a jokey laugh out of it, but... It is kind of fun in its own way, so. But I mean, I I don't I think the acting in this film, besides those two points, pretty bad. I think the premise is unique and a good one, but I think the film, I mean, it just it just fails at. It. I think the kills are uh, like they're great ideas, but they're not paid off well at all. Um, I think the fucking Michael Myers style ending is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. It's like, oh, you know, slasher. Right, yeah. You know, but even still, the whole... Shot out of it just doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't even make any sense. And then her, like, fucking getting thrown from a car into a river, which looks like it's shallow. Looks like it's deep, but apparently it's shallow. And then you find out at the end, oh, Brenda's still alive to do more of this evil bullshit. Because, again, right. that's how we, like, you know, like, oh, you know, they're banking on a sequel on this one. Is because, you know, she's still alive at the end. Spread her terror. Ha 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 ha. But at that point, she has even no motive. Just to do it. She's pissed off. I want to she... fuck people up. I want to just kill yeah. anybody. But I, mean, but, I mean, it's a good idea. It does have some enjoyable parts. Mainly for, for me, for, because of the nostalgia of just yeah. like, like, good lord, this is so 90s. It's like you're listening. Like, they just have to be playing like, you're still my sunshine in the background. Like... I think the the last scene is probably the ninetieth, yeah, no when, scene in this film though. Yeah, it's great. How amazing! Every, yeah, like bowling shirts, Spice Girls <laughs> outfits, uh, neckerchiefs. Yep, <laughs> yeah, 
had grease-like neckerchiefs. Um, just amazing. Just an amazing <laughs> moment. In but that, this film. but that's why I mainly get my enjoyment from this film is just watching like like going down. That's like I honestly think if the nostalgia for me for the '90s wasn't like kind of holding, this would be like a four out of ten. Probably, I I agree with that. I think that it's the nostalgia factor that's really booing. And it's me. not even for the film's sake. It's no. for, because of like the cultural references. Like, look at the '90s. I know. Yeah, like yeah, look, exactly. like man, like we man, we th- we thought the '60s were gonna come. We thought Oasis were gonna be the next Beatle. No, it didn't, it didn't happen. The uh, the '90s girl ballads that you get throughout. Yeah. It's amazing. That's, not, that's the big thing. But, yeah, overall, like I, said, like I said, five and a half. I think it's a slightly, and for me, a six is average, not a five. So, I mean, it's slightly below average film. It does have some, again, like I said, I if you are if you grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate the film just because of, like, the 90s references. Other than that, if you're not, if you didn't grow up in the 90s and say you're, you're uh, Later on, millennial than we are, um, yeah, you'll, not, you're gonna be not gonna be anything. You're here. gonna be bored here, yeah. and I don't blame you. It's not a good film. Yeah. It's definitely a very weak slasher film. It's not suspenseful. The slashing is fucking minimal. The acting's bland. Not even like enjoyable. It's bland. Yeah. The score. We didn't even talk about the score, but there, the, I, that's because but there, there's yeah, nothing really. Yeah, there. nothing. I mean, so overall. It's a five and a half only because of the nostalgic references. If I didn't have that to cling on to, I would give it like a four. Yeah. It's it, it's a very bland film. And I guess I I think I would probably give it a six, but that's just also because of the nostalgia reference. Um, just loving all the 90s stuff um, and also just remembering seeing it and remembering it being be- a little bit better yeah. than, it was, <laughs> than it was. So... I think that's probably the main reason why I would give it a six. Other than that, yeah, I don't think anybody coming back to it now who hadn't seen it before or hadn't really lived in the 90s would enjoy it very much at all. It's not one of the staple points of 90s slashers for sure. Even though it did make a good chunk of change at the box office and do well in the same way that some of the other slasher films were, I think it's probably because of its copycat Mm. nature at the time and it just came out at the right place at the right time. It was just like, boom, this is a big thing at the time. People are going to go see it. I would almost... this. I'm not a fan of reboots and remakes... Um, I think though, with the concept of this is interesting enough to yeah. where it, it would lend itself to a remake and sure. and a modernization of you let's know what? Let, Honestly, of, of, of let's take this idea of urban legends and it being like a motive to kill and re- just really focus on that and like do like pick some, like you don't have to scatter in like a whole bunch of different urban legends that, you know to True. like. To be like, oh, look, you know, look at all the references we're making. Like, pick a few and, like, then, you know, stick to it and then just hammer that in well. And I think you would get a much, much better film. And then it would lend itself more to it as a franchise because then you could just, you know. Yeah. If it, say, you know, it would even work better as, like, a TV well, series. I was thinking that, TV series, like, yeah. The, Some sort of, like, a like TV Tales, series or anthology, yeah. something like that. Like a Tales from the Crypt or, or a Creep show. Yep. And you could do something like that. Like, especially if you did a movie for it, you can do a creep show where you have, like, three different stories and have, like, it kind of be like, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, where it's, like, people telling these urban legends yeah, around, like, a re- campfire. Revitalizing their urban legend. Yeah. Changing them up a little bit. Yeah. 
I think that's kind of like what creepypasta has become a little bit like creating urban legends. Um, but most the, the distinction between those is that most creepypastas just are not good because <laughs> they're written by people who don't write. Well, they're just fan fiction. Right. Exactly. It's fan fiction. And then most of them are just not well written. And that's, I mean, it makes sense in a way because they're just fans. Yeah. They're just fans who are writing. But at the same time, like if you try to listen to something like, and I know a lot of people do like it, but listening to like the no sleep podcast where they read actual creepy pasta that's was written and posted on the Reddit, uh, no sleep sub subreddit. Um, a lot of them are just really terrible. I couldn't, I, we listened to one episode and I was like, this is, this is awful. This writing is horrid. I, I mean, I've never listened. No, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I don't, I'm not really a fan of Creepypasta. I'm, I'm not either because I think that a lot, like I, like I said, a lot of them just aren't very good. I, 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 to me, I don't find them creepy. A lot of them are just, just not creepy to me, but I, I see the appeal, I guess. I see a lot of the appeal. I just think that they're more so written by people who don't know how to write well. They haven't really studied writing and they're read by people who don't read that much. <laughs> To be honest with you, but I, I realized I offended a lot of people just in that, but that's my opinion on creepypasta. But anyway, you're right. It's It, it would be great as a like an anthology series, I think, um, and it would be really interesting to see them take it on as like a sort of remake or something. I, I think that it's definitely due for that. Um, all right, so next week, we are continuing our 90s horror month. With another classic film. This one we did not mention, but we're going to mention it now. We did mention it a little bit, but we didn't decide on it. Well, the only, we always said two, though. We were like, we're, we're definitely doing the uh, Urban Legend, and I know what you did the last summer. And then True. Like, well, and we didn't really decide on the, the rest of them. And actually, lucky for you guys, there's five weeks in May. So, you get an extra episode. You're getting four. Something like that. We are... <laughs> next week, we're doing The Faculty. A nice little Elijah Wood film that I think a lot of people actually enjoy really? quite, a bu- quite a bit. You're putting that above a Josh Hartnett film? Absolutely. I think you should be putting I love Elijah Wood. I love him because he loves the apples in stereo. And it was like, help, like, you know. Well, that's why... Part of the Elephant Six. That's so. why I mentioned him first. No, I love Elijah Wood, so I, I I tend to think of the faculty as his film. Josh Hartnett, I could care less about. Whatever. Throwing away the ni- uh, one of the 90s pretty boys. That's right, true, right, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. up there with, like, Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But God, it's great that they, they, they both fit well into the whole... It's going to be amazing. Again, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun with the faculty. Uh, so it's a lot. going to be a lot of fun. Tune in next week. Because we'll be back. But like I said, we're going to be here all week or all month with different 90s slasher movies. So it's late. It's, ni- we'll say late night. Late 90s slasher yeah. movies. It's going to so, be a blast. So unfortunately. Just, and means- just so you know, we're not covering Scream. That is not one that's on the agenda. Because we're going to do that at a different time. Probably in a special month. Mm. Special um, edition of the, of the uh, podcast. So. Maybe too predictable. It's it is too predictable. If Yo, you're gonna cover late nineties slashers, it's too too should, predictable. Should have done Scream too. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not coming at you with Scream, just so you know. But Scream Two is on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. None of the screams are are here. So, 
But it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you tune in for the next installment. Um, now for administrative duties. We have a t-shirt. So go out and buy that. Um, you can find it on teesprings, teespring.com slash blood and black rum shirt. Or you can just go to our website, blood and black rum podcast.wordpress.com. And it's right on the sidebar. Click to order it. And we hope that you want to represent our podcast with the shirt. I mean, it's good advertising for us. So we really appreciate it. Um, we have a Facebook page. You can go on there, like us, let us know what you like about the podcast. We're on, um, Twitter as well. It's at blood and black rum. Obviously we're on iTunes because that's probably where most people listen to us. But if you have another iPod or a podcast app, then you can probably find us on there. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on a few other ones, Google, uh, apps as well. So SoundCloud. That one? SoundCloud is where we post our episodes first. You're learning. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so uh, we're up on SoundCloud as, as well. And um, basically, you can check us out anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So it's really easy to find us. We made that simple for you. Whatever you like to use, use it and listen. Uh, and leave us a good review too, because it, it helps uh, people find us. It helps people be like, oh, you know, they have they have a lot of five-star reviews. They must be really good. Must be a really good movie crew. So yeah, that, that helps us a lot as well. Um, and you can email us at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you like, any movies that you want to hear us cover in, uh, you know, the next episodes, obviously it's going to be a little while after we get through the nineties horror month, but let us know. And finally we have a Patreon account where you can donate to us. Uh, it's a monthly donation. So just remember that when you go to submit your donation, because we don't want you putting like 10 bucks in and then it's coming out every month. So it's a lot of money for you to spend on our stupid little podcast. So we don't uh, really uh, think that that's necessary, but you can donate whatever you want. And uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us keep the podcast running. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, continuing our nineties horror month. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I had a blast tonight doing this. I imagine the faculty I'm going to love too, because that's another film. USA used to play. play it all, all the, the time. Fucking yes. time. That's right. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna it's, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So uh thanks for listening. Li- I'm gonna like the way they work it. No diggity. <laughs> thanks for listening. Take care.